Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome everyone to episode number 11 from Delving into Islam podcast. This is your host, Wa'il, and it is uh, such uh, uh, an honor and a blessing from Allah that, you know, uh, I'm able to uh, talk to you about the religion of Islam and I'm able to explore the religion of Islam with you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And, you know, thank you so much for your, you know, kind and, 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 and positive feedback. Uh, again, if you have any questions or any suggestions, please email me at delvingintoislam at gmail.com. Again, delvingintoislam at gmail.com. And I promise I will get back to you as soon as possible, inshallah. And with that being said, let's get right into today's topic. And today's topic is some sort of a continuation of last episode's topic, which is who is God? You know, uh, we, we talked last time about who is God and how do Muslims uh, perceive God and how do we, you know, treat God and approach God. Uh, um, uh, um, we need to talk about the relationship in terms of like, do do we have to fear God or do we have to love God? What is what is happening there? What What should we do, right? Between, you know, loving God and fearing Him, which approach should we take right and <clears throat> here's here's the 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 what i think uh, that we need to talk about first um loving god and let's let's start with loving god right loving god is i'll explain both uh, right loving god and then fearing god and then we'll explain it, some stuff in the middle between and then uh, we'll, we'll get to the final verdict is which which one should we do and how do we approach it, right? So the first thing is how do we love God, right? And it, the, the answer to that question is, is fairly simple. You have to understand every believer, you're not a believer if you do not love Allah. You're not a believer if you do not love Allah, if you do not love God, right? Because Allah is the one who created you in the first place. Allah is the one who gave you all your senses that you're functioning with, right? Allah is the one who gave you, gave you a family. Allah is the one who keeps on giving you provision. Now, when you know Allah, that's why I said you are not, I didn't say you're not a Muslim if you don't love Allah. I said you're not a believer. There's a big difference, right? You know, there's a big difference. Not every Muslim is a believer. Every believer is a Muslim, of course, but not every Muslim is a believer because b being a believer is a higher, is one step higher, uh, and one level uh, higher than a, 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 an average Muslim. So, to be a believer, you have to, you know, uh, be a Muslim first. Then you take a one step higher in your belief and, and and faith, and then you become a believer, right? So, not you can't be a because a believer knows who Allah is. You know, a believer knows who God is. Right, And once you know who God is and what God does for you and did for you and keep on doing for you as a human being, then you, you, you cannot not love Allah. You cannot not love Him. It doesn't make any sense. Right? So we talked about Allah. We talked about God last time. And we know that God does everything good for us. Now, that doesn't mean Allah doesn't punish us when we do something bad. Of course. But as long as we're trying our best to be good, Allah helps us. Our provision comes from Allah. Forgiveness comes from Allah. Mercy comes from Allah. That mercy that we live with in this world, not even the mercy of Allah Himself, the mercy that we live with is a 1%. Is 1%, we talked about this last time, is 1% of Allah's total mercy. 
Allah giving 1% to all of mankind and all of the creation. All of the creatures that you say have mercy, including humans, uh, animals, birds, you name it. This is all 1% distributed upon uh, distributed on all of the creation. And Allah has 99% for himself that he uses as he please. Now, Allah did all this for us and keep on doing things for us. Good things come from Allah, alhamdulillah. Then how come you can't love him? Guidance came from Allah. You know your purpose in life because of Allah. You know how you're going to end. Now, you don't know exactly how, how, it, how you're going to end up be. But you know like how the day of judgment is going to look like. How to prepare for the day of judgment. How to you know do good deeds to be able to cross the bridge, which is, which is this life is called the bridge. To cross this life to the better hereafter, not to the worst hereafter, right? Allah told you all of this. You know, when, 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 you, uh, when someone offers you uh, a piece of wisdom, right? A piece of information that comes, you know, uh, that you find out like you, that you find out later that it's beneficial to you and, you know, it helped you out, right? You appreciate that person so much, right? You appreciate them. They have a special status because they increased your knowledge with something useful when someone gives you money and doesn't want it back oh my god <laughs> you know you look at that person and you say oh like what did i ever do to you to deserve all this you know generosity when you do something really bad to someone and that person forgives you you think the world of him guess what all this and so much more all this and so much more is all combined in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah forgives you when you wrong him. When you do something you're not supposed to do. When he tells you to do something and you do not follow and then you repent, Allah forgives you if you are sincere. Allah gives you provision, your, your, your money, your wealth. Your health comes from Allah. When you get sick and you go to a doctor and you're being treated, guess what? Allah willed for you to be treated. Through the doctor. The doctor was never the cause. He was only the means or she was only the mean. Allah is the cause. You know, when you have a family and you don't feel lonely, it's Allah coming from Allah. When you have a shelter, meaning like you have a roof over your head that you could sleep at night under, this is coming from Allah. So the idea that you don't love Allah shows that you're ungrateful creature, you're ungrateful human being. The least that you could do is to show love to the one who created you and keeps you alive. Now, some might say, what, 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 what if I have bad conditions in life? What if I am a poor person? I have nothing to be thankful to Allah for. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You have all your senses, right? You are alive. You enjoy food when you eat it. You enjoy life in your own way. You still enjoy life. And above all, you are being tested. And if you pass the test of having calamities, of being poor, or, be, or, 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 or of being needy, if you pass that test, you have eternal paradise waiting for you. 
How come you can't love Allah even if you have the worst conditions in this life? When you're close to Allah, you own this world and everything in it. You own this world. You don't care about anything in this world. You own it. The closer you are to Allah, the better um, life in this life you're going to have and the better hereafter, inshallah, you're going to have. Now that's when it comes to loving Allah. Now let's talk about fearing God, fearing Allah. Fearing Allah is something that is not as bad as it sounds. Because some people might think, okay, I'm fearing God. That's a bad thing. I don't want to fear anyone. Why should I live in fear? Right? Some people might say that. Why should I live in fear? And to that I say, fearing your creator, fearing the your God, fearing Allah, is unlike fearing human beings. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, let me tell you this. I had, I had a friend, I mean I still have a friend, who, he's Christian. And uh, uh, he was criticizing me um, for doing a lot of things, like, for example, for going and praying the Friday prayers, the Jummah prayers. He was criticizing me uh, for, you know, fasting Ramadan and sometimes, you know, being a little exhausted. And he was saying, dude, like, why do you have to do all this? I swear to God that, you know, I, he was like, why do you have to do all this? And I'm like, because I want to. Because it's my religion, I have to do this This is mandatory upon me Yeah, but you see, like I feel like you guys are doing this Because you are afraid of your God You know You're afraid of him And this is a relation This is, this is him still talking And still telling me your, your relationship is based on fear With your God uh, Number one uh, The clarification that I want to make is that My God and your God is the same this is in the Quran. The God of the Muslims is the same God of the Christians, is the same God of the Jews, is the same God of everyone. You know, but beside the point, that's beside the point. Um, the point is, he saw that my relationship with Allah was a negative thing because it's based on fear, quote unquote fear. Well, let me explain. Fearing Allah is a positive thing, never a bad thing. Because number one, you're not fearing Allah for being Allah. You're fearing Allah for His punishment. So you're fearing the, you're technically fearing the punishment of Allah. Now, you have to understand, fearing Allah pushes you to do good in this world towards yourself, your loved ones, and your society. Imagine the the, the movie. What is it called? The Purge. For those of you who you know watched the movie The Purge, which is basically it was a story about. Uh, I think one night where uh, people are allowed to do any crime and they won't be punished for it. It was like a, uh, yeah. And imagine if this is our life. You won't be held accountable for whatever you do. Not everyone has goodness in their heart. Some people struggle with their own desires and their own whims and their own selves. And they have to remember the punishment of Allah to keep themselves in check. Imagine that this country says no law, no more law. You can kill one another, you could rob each other, you could rape, you could do this, you could do that, and nothing will happen to you. You tell me how many crimes will be committed. A lot. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, if you fear me in this life, you won't have to fear me on the day of judgment. 
Allah says, I won't combine two fears in my slave or in my servant. If you fear me now, in this life while you're alive, you won't fear me when you are resurrected. And the opposite, if, you're secu- if you think you're secured from me now, meaning you're not fearing me, the opposite of fearing, right? I won't make you be. I won't make you secured on the day of judgment. You won't be secured from me on the day of judgment. لا أجمع على عبدي خوفين ولا أمنين. It's either or. You choose. And the wise will always choose to fear Allah in this life, so we don't have to fear Him in the afterlife. You know. Fearing Allah is not a bad thing. Never was a bad thing. Allah is the ultimate judge. He's the ultimate just. Fear Allah in everything you do. That's never a bad thing. That makes you a better human being and a better Muslim. Now, how do we uh, reconcile between these two things? How do we you know, balance between them? Should we love God or should we fear Him? Well, the answer is in the middle. Now, let me explain something. Between love and fear, there's something called hope. Between love and fear, there's something called hope. You hope in Allah's forgiveness. And you fear His punishment. And you do all this while loving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because you you love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that's the relationship between the three things now you need to love Allah to be a believer this is out of the question like we we can't even we don't even want to talk about this this is something that you as a believer need to have by default you can't force yourself to love Allah and if you're a true believer if you see what Allah does for you and you understand who Allah is you will automatically love Allah so that's out of the question. Now, you have to understand that you have to balance because we have people who have high hopes in Allah, right? And they don't have that level of fear. Their fear of Allah is way less than their hope in Allah. Guess what? That's, a pro- that's problematic. That's a problem. Because that makes you what think, okay, I'm going to go to Jannah anyway. I'm going to go to paradise anyway. There's a you know certain sect of, of of Christianity who believe that the whole thing of like if you follow Jesus Christ you don't have to do any good deeds you're going to paradise no matter what it's 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 settled you are going to paradise that's an excessive hope you cannot have hope in Allah that much that you get lazy you don't want to do anything anymore. You're like, ah, I'm going to Jannah. I'm a Muslim. Eh, I'm going to go to Jannah. No problem. No, you cannot think like that because that's never going to be the case. And you cannot have excessive fear of Allah that it will ruin your life, that it will make you not live normally, that it will make you despair from Allah's hope and Allah's forgiveness. That it will make you despair from Allah's forgiveness. You can't do that. Guess who despaired from Allah's forgiveness and mercy? It was Satan. 
Satan despaired from Allah. He, he's like, you're not going to forgive me. You did this to me. That's it. I don't care. I'm going to go to hellfire anyway, but I'm going to take as much hu- humans as I can with me. De- b- b- having excessive fear of Allah, having despair in Allah's mercy could lead into your disbelieving. You could disbelieve. You get overwhelmed. You get you feel like I can't do anything good anymore. Then you disbelieve. And again, I mentioned that certain people did that before. Because they don't understand how to approach Allah. They don't understand how to approach God. It's that balance between love, hope, and fear. Live your life, and here is here is the, the, the formula. Live your life in fear more than hope. Now, the love, like I said, the love is a constant here. The love we have is a constant factor. You have to love Allah regardless. But now when it comes to hope and fear, balancing between hope and fear, you have to live this life, your life, with a little bit of fear more than hope. So let's say 70%, 70, 30. 70% fear, 30% hope. The reason why is because fear makes you disciplined. Again, positive fear, fearing of Allah. I'm not talking about fearing of other people. It makes you disciplined. It makes you a better person. It keeps you in check. And that's what you want. And at the same time, you're hoping that all your good deeds are being accepted. You're hoping that your good deeds will lead you to Jannah. This hope is there. But the majority of how you should feel is fear, positive fear, my point. And then once you get to, you know, your deathbed, you're close to, you know, death, then your hope should rise. Your hope should be higher than fear. You did what you have to do in life. Again, we're talking about those who have a chance to, you know, witness their own process of death. Some people die all of a sudden. There's no problem. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, but if you're like on your deathbed, if you feel that you're about to die, raise your hope in Allah. Do not despair. In Allah's mercy. That's it. Leave, live your life in this balance between hope and fear. And all this encapsulated with the love of Allah. It's that simple. You know the Prophet ﷺ one time went to visit a young man who was dying. He was on, who was on his deathbed. So the Prophet ﷺ asked him, How are you? How do you feel? So look what the man said. He said, I fear my sins and I hope in Allah's mercy. And I hope in Allah's forgiveness and mercy. Look at what the Prophet said. The Prophet responded and said, These two things are only combined in the heart of a believer hope and fear. Again, these two things are only combined in a heart of a believer. Alongside, of course, with loving Allah. Like we said, this is constant. It's not even a topic of discussion. Loving God, hoping in God, having hopes in God's mercy and Allah's mercy, fearing God, they serve the same purpose. What is that purpose? A healthy relationship with your Lord. This is what you call a healthy relationship with God.
loving God all the time, hoping in His mercy, fearing His punishment when you do something wrong. You know, again, I bring it back to our worldly example. If you know that you can steal whatever you can and you will never be punished, how many people will steal? How many people will rob? A lot. Love on its own does not cut it. You cannot perfect your worship to Allah because you just love Him and that's it. No. Because, yes, loving Allah is incredibly important. But at the same time, you need to remember, you need a reminder, you know, that there will be punishment for you if you do something wrong. You need that reminder. Us humans, we sometimes, you know, deviate from the straight path. That's a human nature. And to be able to perfect our worship to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to be able to have a healthy relationship, we need to have those three things in our heart. Loving Allah first, hoping in His mercy, and fearing His punishment. And here's the difference between <clears throat> dealing with Allah, fearing Allah, and fearing uh, uh, someone else, like a, a human being. When you uh, uh, commit a crime, in, in in this world, and then you are caught, and then you're being you know prosecuted, and 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 you're you know being trialed, and all these things, right? Do you think if you go to the judge and be like, "Hey, judge, I, I promise you, I'm not going to do this again. Please, you know, just uh, let it go. This is not going to happen again. Uh, I, I I I learned from my mistakes, and that's it." Do you think the judgment the judge is going to be like, "Yeah, okay, go ahead. You're free to go. No problem." No, <laughs> it doesn't work that way. You'll still have to do time. You still have to serve your punishment. But when it comes to Allah, look at the difference now. When it comes to God, when you commit a severe crime, even a severe crime, and you go back to him and you repent sincerely, because Allah knows, you know, you cannot fool Allah, right? You cannot fool God. Allah, God knows what's in your heart, right? Allah forgives you. Completely Not my words These are not my words This is what Allah says in the Quran No matter how bad your sin is Allah forgives it if you are sincere In your repentance That's the difference You know Fearing Allah is a positive thing But yet You still need hope so when you repent, Allah would accept it. You know, you have hope in Allah's mercy and forgiveness. No one else could give you such hope. No other entity in this existence could give you the hope that Allah gives you. With that being said, uh, thank you so much for listening. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.